Oh. Oh, y'all. This is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek Schwarzenegger. And you're listening to <laughs> New Release, a movie podcast with a time traveling twist. Ashley, will you take us back? Oh, yeah. We're cruising through them all. It's packed. We're daydreaming about being a secret agent. And then, oh boy, there it is. The smell <laughs> of fresh popcorn and teen spirit in the air. Yep, it's 1990, all right. We're taking you week by week through the best year ever for new movie releases. Set your calendars to June 1st, 1990, and join us as we discuss our 21st movie so far from this extraordinary year. Total Recall, rated R, for the three Bs, blood, battles, and boobies. <laughs> three boobies. <laughs> To be exact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so triple B's. <laughs> um, speaking of double B's, Derek, what have you been up to this I've, week? I've been waking up recently in, in the midst of sleep from these really weird dreams where I work at Orange Julius. Oh. And as you guys, if you've listened to previous episodes, I work at Hot Dog on a Stick. So it's been really weird. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what it's all about, but uh, I think we might come come to some sort of conclusion about my dreams after this episode. So maybe you were living a much more important, interesting life at the food court before your memories were wiped or something yeah. crazy happened. What do you huh. the memories wiped? Yeah. What was the other episode? Oh, wait. Yeah. We already this did this before. This isn't the With first time dead. that I've been, yeah. <laughs> my brain's been wiped. So, okay. I'm not. Ooh. Deja the vu. Body take two. Right. <laughs> well, um, I'm sure we'll learn more about that throughout the episode. But for now, it's showtime. You're going to love this, Doug. Yeah, but how real does it seem? As real as any memory in your head. You are on your most important mission. Do you want to know the future? What about the past? You are not you. You're me. They erased your identity and implanted a new one. Quato wants what's in Quaid's head. You're Quato, right? Wrong. If I'm not me, who the hell am I? You wouldn't hurt me. We're married. Consider that a divorce. Oof. Yeah. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to get divorced is to shoot your uh, lying, pretend, fake wife. So in the head. Yeah. In the head. <laughs> um, Ashley, what was your backstory or what about this movie do you recall from your first viewing, perhaps? Sure. So I know we watched it as a kid. And the only thing I can remember, I remember him retrieving the tracking device out of his nose and being like, this is pretty brutal. I remember mm -hmm. that scene. And I remember the woman that he's disguised as trying to get through like the security and then turning into Arnold. And it's really disturbing. I remember that. I also remembered the boobed woman, but for some reason I thought she had one big boob and not three. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I like mushed them all together into like one big one or mushed what. them but... all together. That's what my brain did as a child, I guess, because I yeah. saw it and I was like, oh, there's three. I thought it was a one. <laughs> so. Maybe you saw the censored version because it's way less offensive or way less inappropriate for kids if they just make it one boob because two boobs out is other. too much. Three is straight up X rating. But one boob <laughs> is like PG-13. It's passable. <laughs> yeah, um, because you breastfeed with one boob out. So that seems like yeah. the societal norm. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, it's hard for me to remember my first viewing of this movie because I watched it about a year ago when we were doing the Conan or Conan episode for new release season one. Mm -hmm. And I had like a mind blowing experience then. It felt like I was kind of seeing it for the first time. I was so amazed by the effects, some of the stuff you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like we even did an Arnold related rank the blanks and you might have mentioned that nose um uh removal scene um mm -hmm. or you know um monitoring removal through the nose so Ugh. my memories are scrambled uh to some extent but yeah cuz i cannot remember watching this as kids none of the things that 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 like it, it was like watching it for the first time a year ago and and i was blown away so 
I loved it then, love it now, but wish I could remember a little more of my first time. Derek, Maybe your memory was erased. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we're all <laughs> just um, on a vacation right now. <laughs> yeah, forever. Maybe that explains how we are somehow in 1990. It's it's <laughs> a total recall style implanted oh, no. memory. Um, Derek, real or fake? What do you remember? Uh, <laughs> real or fake? Um, real. I remember my dad teaching me kind of the Arnold accent, like y'all, y'all, y'all. Boy, did it pay off! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but get to the chopper or hasta la vista, baby. Consider or, this a divorce. Yeah, consider this uh, a divorce. <laughs> I can't. I'm not doing it very well right now. Yeah. But I'll then be. I'll be back. We we anyway. we've already hit our quota. Yeah. So let's let's say. Oh, some. okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, just I just remember my dad kind of teaching me how to do that. I never saw this as a kid though. That was what's weird. Mm. I saw, you know, most of his other films as a kid, although I don't remember it. But there's a reason why my dad taught me the accent. But this one was not one of the ones that I remember seeing. So maybe I mean, heard about it, seen it, loved it. The uh, we referenced the the extreme nudity, which is comical nudity, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. But the gore in this movie, I mean, he's done a bunch of other R-rated movies at this at this point that we may have seen actually like the Termina- like Terminator 1, which we talked about last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Predator, we definitely watched. I remember mm. watching that as a kid. But yeah. there's something, maybe the weirdness combined with the gore of this movie almost makes it seem less appropriate to show your kids than other yeah. Arnold movies. And later this year, we'll watch a movie um, that we definitely watched as kids where Arnold kind of turns into a full, a full-on comedic actor before our (laughs) eyes so that'll be a nice um sort of end to the year but yeah i I wanted to start our discussion of the movie proper with a question um because i feel like it relates to a few movies we've seen but is this perhaps our best mind fuck yet and before you answer ashley okay derek is going to play a clip that sets up kind of the premise okay they erased your identity and implanted a new one. I was written in as your wife so that I could watch you and make sure the erasure took. Heavy breathing. I'm sorry, Quaid. Your whole life is just a dream. Sharon Stone, come on, girl. Yeah, so, I mean, this movie has all the, like... Um, hallmarks of a dream within a dream style movie which can be annoying if you are doing it like they did in brain dead yeah that's um, terrible. <laughs> but then there's movies like um, blade runner and inception and you know classic examples of it when it works uh how did you like kind of the the various twists and reveals in this movie ashley um the mind okay. fuckery if you will overall oh, come I- on dog Overall, I love the movie. So we'll start with that. Just really enjoyed it. Um, But I knew it was a dream. So I feel like the constant going back and forth between is it a dream or is it not a dream? I was like, okay. It's wait, wait, wait. wait, What do you mean you know? It's not a dream the entire time. It's a dream. It's It's a dream, right? As as soon as it goes into Total Recall. Okay. Well, this is the recall laboratory. This is the the fun debate, which I'm sure, you know, people have had to no end on on Reddit and other uh, other elsewhere. But it's absolutely a debate because, you know, you can take clues from the source material. This is based on a Philip K. Dick uh, short story, much like Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take uh, clues from what people have said uh, after after it came out. But the text of the movie leaves it 100% ambiguous. It actually would suggest that it's not a dream if you take it most literally, but you can certainly make an argument um, that you think it is a dream what's your why are you so confident in that well i was so i was doing some research but mm. um so even going from him mentioning well, he's like in the like, recall laboratory picking out like what kind of dream he wants and it walks through like the steps of like, the secret agent what kind of girl he wants to end up with like they kind of outline his whole like okay you're going to save the planet da, 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 da. like the whole thing's outlined yep. and then he talks about like mars having a blue sky and they're like oh that's interesting so they put that into his dream sequence like there's just i don't know 
there's like so many things going into it before he goes into like his two week vacation secret agent dream. I just don't, I just thought it was a dream the majority, like the whole time, except for like when he goes to the lab, I think from like the lab on it's a dream. Which is a valid interpretation. I mean, the movie starts with a dream. So it starts mm-hmm. with him um, on Mars and uh, falling off a cliff and having his eyes bug out and, and kind of one of the more uh, famous like effect sequences and, and the, the everyone, his face expands until his, his eyes explode basically. <laughs> and then he wakes up screaming mm-hmm. in bed with Sharon Stone, his, his, his actual wife. So we think, which I don't know what I thought was cool about the the mind fuckedness is that mm-hmm. it's it's not really like one step ahead of you because you know that something's up with i mean basically from that that trick that fake out on you're always on your toes but i feel like the movie always addresses it right as you're about to be like okay yeah obviously <laughs> she's not um obviously something's up with his wife she's too kind of like uh perfect and robotic and accepting and everyone's sort of gaslighting him like uh in various ways at his job and stuff but immediately like they kind of deal with that and they have her like try to shoot him um once he goes to to recall or i guess is that after he goes it's after he goes so you're saying that didn't really happen i'm saying that that's part of the plot well why was she there before then wait hold on now like you're Messing with my mind. Yeah. So he, How does it feel? He, he went to Total Recall, was going to go to Mars in his mind yep. based off of a software injection, mm-hmm. uh, hologram, alternate reality. And then he freaks out because he is truly a secret agent that has gone to Mars. And then they erase his memory so he doesn't remember. And then everybody that has been trying to keep him away from this understanding or this knowledge tries to kill him and then he does make it to Mars and he does make the blue sky happen. That's how I interpreted yep. it. Well, that's yeah, that's I mean, it's I'll open. let you I'll let you respond, Ashley. But that's that's exactly how the movie in literal terms unfolds. Ashley is saying, I think that what we don't see, we see him breaking out of the um, the facility where they're going to implant the, the memory. Mm-hmm. We Ashley's assuming that they actually did. Like that they went through the procedure. And then his body procedure. is like still there, essentially. And that the breakout was part of the dream. Yeah. How does the movie end? With them, with them on with, Mars with the blue yeah. sky. Happ- happily ever after. And all the air for all the aliens and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I happily so, ever after. So I see what you're saying. So Ashley, you're saying that all of that taxi cab weirdness was part of, of that experience. Yeah. Like the <laughs> whole thing. Because I right. feel like if you go I, back I, and... That's I, interesting. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Well, because my thought is if you go back and forth between the two, then it gets too muddy and it's confusing but if you go straight from like a line of like hey he has a dream that's his real life whatever and then he's at the lab and that whole thing that then they implant the thing and then he's like out yeah and then maybe two weeks after it's over he just wakes up and and like has memories and that's why he still dreams about that girl but they're not real i mean they're not real memories yeah, totally but I think we don't fabrication. Oh which, shit. But we yeah. don't see I mean that's okay. th- that's the way you presented it originally was that that was clear from like that's the text of the movie. The the text of the movie is not you have to you have to come to that interpretation on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh and they explain in the movie the 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 other thing that I think is clever about all the twists and turns and not like gimmicky is that there's this whole double cross component. So like, yeah, that's is cool. he a secret agent? Mm-hmm. Yes. But he is actually there to trick himself. I mean, like he, he wiped he's his own memory. He's a secret double agent. Yeah. yeah, he's a secret double agent trying to trick himself. Like, I feel like you start every time you start to get suspicious of something, they give you another twist or they, they pay off what you're already suspecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought the movie was pretty good at like pacing that out to where it was anticipating when the audience was going to be like, well, this seems a little too convenient. And then they would have sort of an answer for it. If you think it's all a dream, it cheapens it a little bit, but I think that's what also makes it so interesting to kind of think about after the fact. So mm-hmm. I, I like that wrinkle. Um, yeah, I, I do too. One of, that's, that's interesting. One of the arguments that I would make for it being a dream is the absurdity <laughs> of of the the events that we see take place not so much like you know just whether or not 
it could happen but the way things happen and the like it's it's funny it's like an over-the-top action movie that would be the way you would want to program an action-packed dream yeah it's like a video game yeah yeah exactly and like the way the fact that he doesn't get killed <laughs> a million e- times ever yeah yeah i mean or there's injured, so many really. yeah which you could chalk that up to just being uh action movie logic or arnold movie logic in particular like unkillable action hero mm-hmm. um in movies where there's no dream component or it you could use it as more fuel for the dream theory uh fire so yeah okay well do you you at least admit you know if you're not taking your outside research uh as primacy that it's open for debate right yeah yeah okay cool. for sure um one thing since we've kind of jumped straight into that big philosophical discussion um how did you like this just as a action sci-fi movie ashley I loved it. Yeah. I actually rewatched <laughs> it before this again. You watched it. Yeah. You oh, yeah. went back to the theater. Nice. Yeah. I went back on my own because I was like, you guys are distracting. So I was like, I'll go back and watch it again. <laughs> and I did get a hot dog. On a, well, I got a hot dog on a stick and not and- Julius. Not yet. Mm-hmm. I'll wait till you work there. If you will work there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I really enjoyed it. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously my memory as a kid, I didn't re- I haven't seen it since I was little, so I didn't recall majority of it, like his mission, him being a secret agent, anything about total recall. I didn't, as a kid, you don't really pick up concepts at all. It's just like, Oh, this is interesting and weird, but I thought it was a great movie overall, hands down. Like I would, I mean, we'll get to that, but I just like, well, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to do kind of a quick <laughs> check in, <laughs> but since we were talking you know, more about the, the heavy stuff, mm-hmm. I, I, um, this is directed by the director of RoboCop, my favorite action movie of all time. He's like known in Starship Troopers and a bunch of other stuff. He's known for blending oh, yeah. like uh, satire and social commentary with action and just making kind of the most purely entertaining form of action that, that for my taste, that, that you can imagine. And you get Arnold kind of like, showing being able to show more range he's oh yeah playing two characters Mm -hmm. um you know he he briefly plays you know the the version of himself that's that's a bad guy he's playing arnold yeah yeah evil but like uh likable arnold yeah he's like nice and (laughs) and and charming um so you get that component you get like all the the hologram components yeah of arnold is crazy yeah what did y'all what were y'all's favorite um kind of future tech inventions from this movie um let's i mean the hologram was pretty cool i liked the quato or whatever that character with the baby coming out of its stomach for Mm -hmm. that alien that was nuts like even like looking back on it now i'm like that's really well done for the nine like from 1990 so did did you read about kind of the how they did a lot of the effects in this movie well i read that they used 15 puppeteers to manage that one yeah wow. that's which nuts. is crazy and then the, uh, there's a guy like in a bodysuit in it and then there's a 15 people like helping like work his, yeah because that thing is so <laughs> creepy looking and people actually on the like street saw it was real and asked if they're like siamese twins or like there's some type of like <laughs> which is nuts to me but i thought that was incredibly done um the woman that i mentioned that arnold was disguised as Mm-hmm. going through the airport when her like face peels away like i don't even know how to like it's kind of like if you it, slice a watermelon yeah like divides up and out and then he just like sheds off and then he yeah. pops out of it that was wild <laughs> like, what did he say when he threw the the head at the the people that were trying oh, to arrest him here take this yeah oh, something. there was a lot something. of good arnold one-liners in the movie yeah but yeah the and all i don't know i was just really impressed with all of like the um the tech that they had the x-ray machine was pretty cool mm-hmm. just because it's so weird <laughs> oh it's yeah. so like, fucking rad. oh he has a gun oh that's another point and mm-hmm. the x-ray that was when i was doing my research back to the dream because that's like the majority of the movie is is it a dream or is it not so in the x-ray machine when he's running through it and they detect the gun if he had that implant 
which was metal in his brain, it would have detected it. But since he didn't know it was in his brain, then it didn't detect See, it. No, that's Reddit brain there, like trying why? to find a plot hole and support. <laughs> but their, like that, their but why wouldn't that make sense? Because the gun they, has more they metal. Wouldn't, they than, wouldn't than have that. like thought about. I mean, you could easily just say that that was an unintentional writing mistake if you want to even call it a mistake. Okay, well. And I, mean, I would say I'm that that's that like little so, such a specific detail. I don't think that's yeah. like a plot of intentional plot thing. Okay. Just but no, I mean, fair. Like if you're, if you're just building a case, a case yeah. or that's, that's a small exhibit. Um, but yeah. Oh, and um, when the villains die and like their eyes bulge out, yeah. it's like one of those, do you remember those um, at the arcades, the little squishy balls and you would squish yeah. it and like the eyeball <laughs> would pop or whatever was inside of it with all like the juice and stuff. That's what their heads looked like. And it was nuts. Yeah. So it was crazy. This, uh, everything I read about this movie, like made such a huge deal out of um, this transitional period where this was, they started working on this in the late eighties. I mean, the story they started working on in the late seventies, but they Mm -hmm. knew um, they couldn't, they weren't going to have the money to make it the way that they wanted to. So finally by the late 80s it kind of got into production and it's 100 percent practical effects you know that's yeah. like a, a drinking word on on our podcast but like everyone on sets like this is the last big budget movie that used exclusively practical effects um building those puppets miniatures yeah. not practical effects doesn't is just include like the mutant um makeup it's the explosions they're using like a oh one grade below napalm to <laughs> to uh, blow up Mexico City. Basically, they're building subway oh tunnels they're, that they're driving on. It's like, how do they get these like sets and stuff? Well, they like <laughs> they took over Mexico City and just like Destroyed shut it. down the 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 uh, subway and stuff to to film and built you know new new locations along the way. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just it's incredible um in that respect and um the one thing they couldn't like do with practical effects or they didn't get right uh coincidentally was the x-ray machine so that was like the one something about the gun part of it when they're showing him moving like specifically and turning Mm -hmm. they had to add that (laughs) as a special effect but it already kind of looks like well (laughs) yeah when he jumps through it obviously that's a, he, you know him really jumping through some mm-hmm. kind of breakable glass when people are burning you know they used to like uh lube people up with some kind of flame retardant grease yeah. not flammable grease so that they could actually set people on fire i mean that's just <laughs> like <laughs> they just don't make movies like that anymore um at the time there's uh, reports vary but this was potentially the most expensive movie ever made at mm-hmm. the time um with a budget of like 100 million so yeah crazy high budget um the the eyes bulging out there's so many things that are done in the movie that are just cool but not even realistic which sort of supports the dream theory like how would you would you imagine what happens to someone when they're exposed to the you know um raw atmosphere on mars you might imagine something like that in your nightmare brain but mm-hmm. obviously in real life, you would just kind of uh, suffocate, maybe get like turn red a little bit and then just die. Um, yeah. But there's no reason your eyes would <laughs> bulge out of your head, except that it looks cool. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I love all that. There's no simulating those kind of effects. Even uh, Benny, the cab driver mm-hmm. uh, who turns out to be a mutant. Uh, yeah. Did you read about his his process? I didn't. I was just going to say his arm looked really cool and reminded me of Men in Black. With like the long, ex- I don't know. Extremities. Yeah. So, I mean, even that, you said there, there were 15 people operating Quato. Is it Quanto? Mm-hmm. Um, Quato. Yeah. Quato. There were like seven people operating his arm. Oh, I didn't <laughs> so, know. Well, that's. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. it's just like a, a tension. They, I mean, here's one other small example. The dude who plays the main uh, villain, um, he was going in to get his head fitted for his um, spoiler eye bulging scene at the end of the movie mm-hmm. and the like makeup artist slicked his hair back and so when he went he took a picture of it or something and sent it to Paul Verhoeven or showed it to him mm-hmm. and um Verhoeven was like well shit now I have to reshoot the first oh, two no. days of filming because your hair looks better slicked back like that so uh. I mean it's just that's <laughs> that's like a classic like 
over um, controlling or, or perfectionist director story, which can be mm-hmm. obnoxious, but it's also indicative of like, you have to be insane to try to pull something yeah. like this off and, and, you know, make for it the work. audience, maybe it's not always a picnic for the people involved, but for the audience, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a blast. Well, and it was supposed to be um, like rated X originally. Did you read about those like different scenes that they cut? No, they're I, pretty gory. <laughs> I can imagine some of the ones that they could have amped up, but no. What are what what did they cut? So Benny, the cab driver who turns out being a villain, the one we were talking about, um, the scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger takes the drill and this like basically drills into him, but you don't see what happens. Mm-hmm. His stomach's supposed to fall out with all of his like entrails and stuff, just like oozing out of his body with the drill <laughs> like hitting him. Yeah. So that's like one scene they deleted. They also um deleted a scene. So Thumbelina is her name, but she's the mm. little person that has like the gun on top of the bar working at like the uh, prostitute or like strip club. Yeah. Last um, resort or something. So she's supposed to stab this person to death with a knife instead of that one like stab. She's just like consistently just stab him until he dies. So that was cut. Um, and then they're using a person as like a human shield was cut too. It's so it's just like it, crazy scenes. They did like, use no. somebody as a personal shield in the beginning. Yeah, but in the yeah, end a lot beginning. Yeah, but apparently <laughs> they even well, step on the cut, body. So I guess they didn't cut that. Well, they even oh, yeah, like, they, yeah, they even they step on his body and like uh, dig into his exposed like lung or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so it's so arbitrary and funny. Like we talked of a lot last season of New Release about like the different. There the was no PG thirteen. Yeah. So like what you could get away with in PG before jumping up to R. But there's so many dumb stories about the MPAA, like mm-hmm. Tarantino having to change the Kill Bill crazy 88 sequence to black and white because red is would get an X rating. It's just like that seems so arbitrary. Like, OK, his you can you can have someone's um, arms come off at the elbow with the ligaments hanging out and all this <laughs> flesh, but you can't have like someone's uh, gut fall out of their their stomach like yeah okay. i mean like, that's it's... they just, like, pick and choose what they don't like basically like, yeah, yeah or they're just like you have to you I, there's even stories of directors like okay we're gonna put a couple things in the movie just so we can cut them out so that we can because we know we're gonna have to make our sacrifices oh that's that's brilliant yeah that's interesting <laughs> yeah i mean it's just, but it's huh. it's unfortunate that you know that compromise even has to be made uh, but I don't think this movie made that many compromises. No. So I'm fine yeah. with it. Um, <laughs> there's a, my favorite scene in RoboCop is when Ed 209 is debuted or presented to the like board members and he shoots one of the guys like when they can't get it under control and he just shoots like with his, his um, chain chain machine gun, like revolving arms, like, 500 times in the chest and just like over i mean it's just like it blows him to bits and i mean like that kind of excess is it's less it's less disturbing than realistic violence you know Mm -hmm. so um i get i get really freaked out if you like show some kind of like low-key practical effect of someone's bone like breaking and and sticking out through their skin but or like everything 27 is... hours where he cuts yeah that's a good example green mm-hmm. room ugh, does it yeah um <laughs> yeah so anyway i this is this is my type of action um how how did y'all like arnold's performance in this i thought it was one of his best performances actually yeah Since, i mean we watched conan last or conan conan whatever um last season and then terminator fine but this had the most range out of those two out of those three yeah. so um great and yeah, i was impressed the lighting really helped showcase his expressions that he could show you know yeah. as, as part of being an actor yeah he was really good i thought <laughs> totally believable scared <laughs> scared when he was scared frustrated when he was frustrated Confident killing when he machine con- when he would be a killing machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of when you realize probably I'd have to go back and, you know, uh, this is coming after Predator and I don't I don't know what else like that. You really realize his range. I mean, you know, like we alluded to earlier, he'll become a actual comedic af- actor <laughs> yeah. um, with no action. I mean, minimal action components after this. And so 
people the progression from conan and even terminator to this is is pretty pretty extreme i'm sure a lot Mm -hmm. of people were doubting that he could pull off anything more than just kind of the like bodybuilder unkillable robot (laughs) that he was best known for yeah and originally this role was for patrick swayze so that would uh, change everything (laughs) definitely would have i mean you yeah. know, you can always play that game, but Arnold is is pitch perfect. Yeah, agreed. Um, I want to mention the name of the short story because it's it's a mouthful. It wouldn't work for yeah. a movie, but it's kind of funny. Um, we can remember it for you wholesale <laughs> by <laughs> Philip K. Dick, uh, writer of uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep for uh, that was made into Blade Runner. I wanted to ask y'all, would you? What did you think of um, the total recall business model? Not business model, like the concept as a vacation alternative. Would you go, would you take advantage of a service like this, assuming it was safe? Um, hmm. I think I'd be a little <laughs> too nervous to do that. No, I don't know. We'll I just think say, it's a- just assume it's safe, like, but you and you the, the the dilemma would be like real vacation versus just having the memory of a vacation like you'd be skeptical but i don't know do you think it would be if you could just remember it like as if like in theory philosophically mm-hmm. what do you think of this idea like i think i think it's a good idea i think yeah. it would be really great for i mean i think this is a this is a black mirror episode where they had like older people kind of having this whole like dreams, dream vacation because they couldn't go anywhere. Uh-huh. Um, so I feel like it would appeal to that market more so because I'd want to actually like see, do the adventure. But if it was hey, to go to Mars and that's not in my future plans and why not? Yeah, I mean, there's some it. there's some eternal sunshine parallels mm-hmm. in this, like rather than wiping out, like strategically wiping out bad memories. You're basically doing the reverse. You're uh, strategically implanting uh, good memories. I don't know. It's it's it it goes back to the whole mindfuck thing. Like if you don't know, once this concept is introduced into the world and was readily available and, and safe, and it, it, somebody could be telling you a story, our our memories are already fallible, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if it was more widely <laughs> accepted that like we couldn't even distinguish what our real memories, you know, whether we were working at hot dog on a stick or orange Julius and which <laughs> one was the truth. Like, how could you even know Derek or, you know, the real Derek, if we didn't know which, which food court store he actually <laughs> worked at? Like, I don't know. Derek, would you do it? Did you, you want do a it? hot dog or do you want to shake? <laughs> <Yeah. That's- laughs> good. Good. Nice. Uh, I feel like Derek's already That's had best. it done. So. <laughs> what do you I, yeah i just don't know what you mean would you get well, the procedure done do the procedure if it was completely safe yeah <clears throat> yeah i would you wouldn't okay so the, we won't dwell on this it, it would longer. it would kind of just be like uh dreaming except you get to choose what you dream about it wouldn't be that like say now up to this point in your life all your memories you know as best you can remember them were real really happened the, now people start getting this procedure, you get it, and you have this one memory that you had implanted. Now you can't trust any of your memories anymore because you don't know which one was the fake memory. So it's kind of like it cheapens reality because there's no, or it doesn't matter. Like if it's a memory and you feel like it's a memory, that's basically the pitch the guy gives them. You, yeah. if it's indistinguishable, I don't know. It's just kind of a, there's no right answer. It's just a philosophical, it's, it's an interesting. Dilemma. And I wonder after you, yeah, after you get the procedure, then you wake up and you're like, what? Everything's a lie or everything's the truth. Yeah. It's kind of a, I think I would, oh, hmm. yeah, it's Not a can of worms. Thinking. So <laughs> <you> can <laughs> sleep on that. Um, let's talk about the final sequence of the movie. So, um, Ashley, do you want to kind of explain how this movie uh, concludes? Um, there's a lot to it. I have a poem. (laughs) Um, I mean, if your poem covers it, we did this last week with Back to the Future. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't we go right into Ashley's poetry corner and then I'll see if we forgot anything. 
Okay. All right. <clears throat> it's kind of a long poem. I actually deleted some of it because it's too long. <clears throat> but okay. Quaid couldn't stop fat. His, eh, let me start over. Quaid couldn't stop his fascination with Mars and wanted to give it a try. To recall, he went for his two week goodbye. Becoming a secret double agent through programming at the lab, starting started a manhunt, better track down that Johnny cab. Venusville is losing all of their oxygen because of idiot Cohagen. Now Quado has been killed and the resistance is falling apart. Time to find that reactor Quado spoke about. Quaid hopes it's not a shot in the dark. Turn on the reactor and supply air for all. See you at the party, Richter, Quaid will call. And Cohagen's eyes will pop out of his skull. <laughs> through, sh- through shootouts and alien encounters, he survives, only to wake up with not one, but two wives. Kidding. But does Mars really have blue skies, or was it all part of the program and just a bunch of lies? Ooh. Wow. I mean... It doesn't get touch on everything, but it's pretty, like... <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, you, you nailed it. The only problem is that there's so many twists with the movie i know i I don't know if that uh confused me or helped me but the movie does end on a uh, if we're believing what we see it ends on a very happy note um arnold saves the entire planet of mars by activating the thermonuclear core and and supplying air to basically what's so scary about the setting here is that air is not a free commodity. Um, they're intentionally, the bad guy is intentionally limiting the air mm-hmm. supply and not just charging for it, but like cutting it off for power. He's yeah, he's like asshole. killing an entire district of Mars just to main, just to show his dominance. Um, so he gets his comeuppance and in a very tidy um, minute sequence or so, the entire atmosphere and like uh, complexion of the ecosystem on Mars has changed the sky. It's <laughs> turned into a habitable, um, breathable planet, literally uh, not overnight over 30 yeah. seconds. And so, all the dome structures blown up. All the glasses are yeah. broken. Everyone's like, Oh, we can breathe the air. Like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But I've got glass in my kid's eye. Yeah. And now I've got to go to the doctor. <laughs> Everyone's covered in glass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. A sigh of relief once they, <laughs> they realize they can breathe, but they're bleeding out of all their orifices. So <laughs> yeah, it's, I know the screenwriter had some issues with the ending. Um, how, how, neat and tidy it was um concluded unless of course that would make sense if it was a dream uh it was another kind of uh feather in the dream cap but i don't know i i was fine with it there's so much absurdity and and over the top stuff in the movie that having the the atmosphere come about and fast forward didn't bother me um so i thought it was a pretty epic ending i mean like like uh, Derek just said the glass in every single building you see exploding you see mm-hmm. like um, eruptions from the mountaintop you see steam volcanoes exploding out of the side of Mars like it is a insane action sequence that properly caps off an insane <laughs> movie it, it, like rarely do movies kind of um, that have this much crazy stuff going on top themselves in the last sequence and i felt like it was you know um a fair uh over the top ending to what preceded it was the so when he goes to save the whole world and he puts his hand on Mm -hmm. that like orb looking thing to like release everything into the atmosphere um was he supposed to be like an alien at some point because it was like three fingers and so he put his hand in it it fit but like it wasn't meant for a human hand yeah, there was that read, supposed to be a different part or I a different ending. Some, perhaps I read something about like he was actually not a double agent; he was a triple agent. <laughs> so oh. he they had <laughs> he had wiped his own memory, then uh, wiped the memory of the second one and created a replicant mutant version or something. Okay. The reason it had three fingers is because it was a a mutant slash alien. Um, species that they created the core in the first place or created the technology. Oh, that's right. Alien artifact. Yeah. Why okay. his hand worked on it is definitely a valid question, but that's that's why it looked like that because it was like a lizard uh, Martian or something that created it. So, okay. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Thank you. Um, no more questions. Are we ready to move on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a quick break from our discussion of Total Recall while we tune our dials to NR94 new release radio. This is where we give you a taste of what's happening this week back in 1990, starting with a hit tune. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some slow jams this week. <laughs> the song you just heard was Ready or Not by After Seven, moving up three spots to number 12 on the Billboard Top 100 for the week of June 1st, 1990. Ashley, what in the heck is happening in news or pop culture this week? Well, on May 31st, there's a 63rd National Spelling Bee where Amy Marie Dimmick wins spelling a word I've never heard of. Yeah, I thought we'd play a little game here. Um, We have a clip, an audio clip of a robot uh, pronouncing the word. (laughs) Fibron. Well, let's spell it. Someone spell it for the uh, for the F-I-B-R-A-N-N-E. And it's a fabric made of spun rayon yarn. Hmm. It's a fibron. So you could have spelled it like um, fibrous brawn, like Arnold's muscles with B-R-A-W-N. So a lot of different ways to spell <laughs> this, but Amy nailed it. Good job, Amy. Proud of you. Job. So did Total Recall go to number one in the box office? It sure did. That was not what that, Who's that supposed to be? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. so Swedish Arnold. <laughs> he is, wait, he is Swedish, right? Where, where is he from? Uh, no, no, Austrian. He's, uh, Austria. Yeah, yeah, he's Austrian. Um, no. Anyway, no. No. <laughs> um, so, coming. We know this was a pretty expensive movie, as we alluded to, but it started off pretty good on its journey to make back that hundred million dollar budget with twenty five million dollars coming in at number Whoa. one. Blowing Back to the Future Part Three out of the water, uh, down to number two with ten million. It dropped forty five percent from oh. a week ago. So it Total Recall beat last week's um, uh, Back to the Future take. So pretty good for a non franchise like Arnold. I guess at the time was a franchise <laughs> yeah. in, in himself. So, but this is a big a big risk spending that much money on a movie that you kind of don't you know, no, doesn't have a built-in audience. It's not like a Marvel movie of today. So impressive debut. Um, number three, Bird on a Wire, hanging in there and Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Still <laughs> in the top five. Yeah, number four. Um, TMNT down to number seven and so on. So Arnold back on top of the box office. Typical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think it's time for everyone's favorite segment on new release radio. Rank the blank. Pew, pew, pew. It's a moment of truth. You're giving it all. Standing alone. Willing to fall. Hmm. <laughs> this is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, which will surely be misinterpreted by Derek. Best. <laughs> depiction of mars not the best movie about mars not a movie featuring martians necessarily best depiction of the planet mars the setting um now i will say the word best is completely subjective it could be the scariest it could be the coolest it could be the most like you know realistic um it could be where the coolest beings came from yeah, you can you can make your argument for yours. I had, oh, the same, I, will. I had the same argument with Jamie yesterday because she was she was very upset that I didn't explain that it was about the setting of Mars, not just something with Mars in the name. Nevertheless, <laughs> um, all of our other options are great. Um, Ashley, <laughs> what are some honorable mentions that we did not select ourselves? Sure. So we have John Carter, Red Planet, Doom, Ghost of Mars. Some parts of Watchmen and Species 2. What a list. <laughs> Species <laughs> 2. Yeah. 
Um, I watched one of the movies in honorable mentions last night in hopes that I could pick it. Ghost of Mars, directed by none other than legend John Carpenter, um, maker of Halloween and The Thing and The Fog and uh, so many of my favorite movies. This is a god awful movie. It's one of the worst. (laughs) (laughs) One of the worst worst movies (laughs) Jamie and I have watched, and that is that is saying something. Um, so no, it it compared to Total Recall, I mean. It all takes place. It takes place 100% on Mars. They have like one set. It's just, it is just trash. A um, couple, <laughs> couple fun performances. The the chick from uh, Species 1 and maybe 2 um, and Ice Cube are the only oh. bright spots in the movie. Otherwise, yeah, it's it's uh, not even good, not even campy fun. Oh. Uh, did we get any Instagram submissions? We did, but they have to do with ours. So okay. I'm going to wait. Okay. Mm. Um, so the way this works is we have four submissions, one from each of us, and then the movie itself. So Total Recall's depiction of Mars certainly was memorable. It'll be a strong contender. Ashley, which um, version of Mars did you pick? So I picked The Martian with Matt Damon, where he gets left behind on Mars and has to figure out how to create water and have plants who can survive for four years by himself. Yeah. And recycles his own poop. Yeah. To make it's pretty, I mean, it's very creative. I need to rewatch it. Um, but I would definitely put this one in the realistic category. Is that why you went with best or were you just, you just like the movie? No, (laughs) Drew. Um, no, it's most realistic. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a good, um, a good angle for mm-hmm. me. Um, I'm going with a movie I hadn't heard of and haven't seen, um, but <laughs> uh, I did watch some YouTube clips and it looks pretty awesome. It's called Mission to Mission to Mars by the director of Carrie and Scarface, Brian De Palma, um, oh. an early 2000s movie where there is a um, tornado on Mars in one of the uh, climactic scenes where a guy gets sucked up and spun to death, like ripped apart and and shot out of the the tornado limb from limb, like from the centrifugal force of the, of the spinning. It's a depiction of Mars. It is a, yeah, it's a scary depiction. Um, I watched some clips from John Carter. Didn't look, (laughs) didn't look like a Mars I wanted to be on. I like, I like the visceral, um kind of stormy nature mm-hmm. and depicted in mission to mars and three clips i saw on youtube so. <laughs> uh derek which um depiction of mars did you select oh no uh i've actually seen the entire film first of all <laughs> oh, multi- okay. multiple times it's uh mars attacks you don't see mars but you see mars attack the u.s earth. you see mars yeah. the earth yeah very memorable oh they Martians. attack everywhere yeah yeah. Yep. Big headed aliens and these little, uh, I don't know, space helmet things. Yeah, it was great. So yeah. like a- head on a ta- on a chihuahua. Yeah, it's a great yeah. movie. It's really campy. It's a throwback to like 50s, um, like campy sci fi movies. This is one we watched. I definitely mm-hmm. remember watching growing up and, and being super entertained by it. Um, felt kind of like subversive and like different than most movies we watched so it's a great depiction of martians they don't necessarily show their home no don't don't talk shit about my choice maybe maybe we can infer i mean we don't have to disqualify you um (laughs) is that where you were gonna go that's where you're going you were gonna disqualify me from the the podcast (laughs) you're just ejected um ashley where um where do you think total recall (laughs) ranks in this hierarchy not last no definitely not last <laughs> it has mars in it <laughs> uh, i know where mine's sitting Sorry. Oh, mars attacks is such a good movie but there's no mars so. I, I, let's just cut to the chase it's coming it's my it's... I, I, I like my depiction of what i saw of it but mars attacks last mission to mars second to last mm-hmm. so i think it's realism of the martian versus like entertainment of arnold schwarzenegger and mars yeah well it's just a cooler it's a way cooler version of mars a way more interesting eclectic um like 
diverse depiction of Mars. It's got it's got mutants. It's got subcultures. It's got dance clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, the Martian just has Matt Damon. Just has on, Matt Damon in a tent. Shits in yeah. a tent. Just Making waiting. Potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and blowing himself up. And there's plenty of explosions in Total Recall. So, yeah. but Ashley, you've been kind of guiding us through the uh, logical order. So is it Total Recall at number one or The Martian? I mean, I feel like that's not fair because it's my choice, but <laughs> I mean, realistic version of Mars is The Martian. Yeah, best depiction of Mars, I think. I'm going to go with The Martian and then I'm going to go Total Recall, then Mission to Mars and Mars Attacks is my order. Oh, and Instagram Mm-hmm. Suggest was they had Total Recall, Rocket Man, which is me from '97, not the one with Elton John. Does he go to Mars? Yeah, Rocket Man. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, and then Mission to Mars had a vote, and then The Martian had the most votes. Wow, Mission to Mars got a vote. I didn't even yeah. know. I hadn't even heard of this movie, even though. Yeah, I, I love either. Brian De Palma. <laughs> um, I'm fine with that. That was the movie I would have picked um, if you hadn't already, hadn't already when I opened up our outline. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, win again. Well, that's not saying I would have picked it over Total Recall, but I'm I, I think it is the most realistic depiction, and it's important that we know Mars isn't all fun and games and three boobs um, dance clubs. Yeah, so. <laughs> play that clip. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Here's the rub. It's going to be four years for another mission to reach me. And I'm going to have to the last 31 days. So I got to make water and grow food on a planet where nothing grows. What's your p- but if I can't figure out a way to make contact with NASA, then none of this matters anyway. We've got an incoming message. Yeah, cool. I'm well, going to rewatch this, I think. I remember I watching it really enjoying it. It is so. good. It was it was one of the first movies I watched when I moved to Portland. It came out oh. like right when I moved here. I saw it with the the movie meetup group. And it was also an amazing book because of the science behind it all. So I remember a, a few people that I knew read it and they were just blown away by how much they spent time learning like the That's science cool. behind actually living on Mars if it was possible. Given yeah. That. The writer's like a mathematician or something, slash probably just general brainiac. Did you know um, the director of Total Recall, Paul Verhoeven, is a, has a PhD in chemistry? Whoa, so he's no. like a science engineer as well. That's cool. Yeah, huh. yeah I knew that. I'm yeah. pretty smart. <laughs> we um, all knew that, Drew. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, well, just a little, <laughs> a little trivia. <sighs> it's almost time to sign off on new release radio for this week and give our final thoughts on Total Recall. But before we do, let's listen to a brand new track that debuted at number 73 on this week's Billboard Top 100. Wow. Yeah, that That's... was Vision of Love by a new up-and-coming songstress bursting onto the scene. Name of Mariah Carey. Never heard might of be, her. Might be why'd hearing you say, Why'd her. you say bursting? Because this is her debut album. <laughs> this is her debut Pop album. Popping on in the scene. Popping out on the scene. Her yeah. voice is, I think you're thinking of Janet Jackson. Her voice is um, bursty. It bursts right out of the chest, alien style. Yeah, okay. Just bursting. Um, that's not even where I meant to go there. Uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for uh, taking us on that trip, Derek. Now <laughs> back to our feature presentation. <laughs> Ashley, what's yeah. the buzz on Total Recall at Z Mall? People are fucking loving it. <laughs> 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 that's true. They are. They're yeah. going crazy for it. There's lines out the door. There's you saw probably it twice. lines by I saw it twice already. There's probably lines by Hot Dog on a Stick and Orange Julius just wrapping around the whole food court. Mm. Well, there's never lines at Hot Dog on a Stick, obviously, but there's lines Not for Total Recall. Why wouldn't there be lines at Hot Dog on a Stick? I don't know. I, guess it, I don't know which one's more popular. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at this point, I will read 
some two true reviews and a lie or three lies or all critical reviews or all movie or mob people reviews or i wrote them who knows and you can no, pick out who wrote that what. was very confusing ashley yeah, surveyed a bunch of people at the mall okay, so she's gonna fine. share a couple of their responses and or movie critic responses okay which is Here, even more more confusing so do we right. believe that we it's call, a mall person or a movie mall critic. person or movie critic? That's yeah. the okay. that's the simple answer. Thanks for interrupting what I was just uh, I was going to say the same thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mall critic or movie person. Let's go, baby. Okay, so this is the point where I do some reviews. It's either a mall person or a movie critic. You said okay. mall critic, Derek. Mall critic or movie person. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's just delete the other stuff and just say what I just said and then we'll just go there. Okay. Did Ashley right. write them or did a movie critic write them? No, it's no, mall people. it's mall people. Are you a mall people? Yes. No, these are real mall people, not Ashley. Real mall people. Oh, okay. Okay, so this is the so <laughs> this that's the whole point. Mall person. <laughs> this is a review by a mall person or movie critic, and you guys have to decipher who wrote what. Okay. Got it. Cool. Very simple. All right. <clears throat> what a wild ride! The special effects, especially the creative oh. prosthetics. Are incredible and the is it a dream storyline was very entertaining well done this One. is definitely ashley oh what well, mall person two absolutely definitely ashley there a mall person are we supposed to say as we go no, no. okay well, Derek, Derek, shut up <laughs> two total recall is slick sly and subversive and if some of the special effects have aged somewhat that only adds to the charm two ashley Three. i mean mall person sorry I'd like to check out the recall company, sign myself up for an adventure. Mm. And four. Schwarzenegger is never going to make the De Niro's and Hoffman's of this world lose a night's sleep, but he has acquired a new confidence as an actor under Verhoeven's guidance. Mm, what a name dropping there. I don't like this segment anymore. You, <laughs> uh, the mall people did all of them. I think a mall person said one and three and critic said two and four. So mall person said wild ride. I'd uh, like to check out one. the recall company. That was those two. And then oh. the critic said total recall is slick, sly, and subversive. And Schwarzenegger is never going to make the De Niro's blah, 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 is are the yeah. critics. That's wait, why did you just do it backwards? I don't know, but you were right. <laughs> I was right. Yeah. <laughs> wait, you were right. True. Yeah. Yeah. He was right. Go figure. Wow, I really butchered that segment, but next week we'll nail it. That's okay. It's fine. I mean, I na I nailed it, but we yeah we didn't well, nail it. Whatever. Um, okay. And as as far as awards, it won a lot of special effects awards or visual effects, which makes Good. sense. Um, yeah. Academy Awards, it won um, visual effects award. It was nominated for best sound, and then the twenty or Academy of Science Fiction and Fantasy Awards, it won like a billion like best costumes visual effects best science fiction film and then it nominated basically the entire cast so it won oh, a yeah. lot of awards that's badass um and then rob Bodden um did the effects i needed to look that up because we've been uh, crediting him a lot so anyway oh. just wanted to call that up so would you guys recommend this to a person in a mall you betcha <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, this is probably one of our most this is easy confident recommendations yeah. we've we've had. There's really no type of moviegoer that I wouldn't recommend this to. I mean, maybe a baby, um, right? As like a child, a, a, a <laughs> seven year old. Um, well, not a seven year old. Yeah, I don't know what the cutoff is for. I'll let parents decide for themselves. If I was working the um, ticket counter, I'd sell tickets to anyone. Um, they could see. <laughs> they could like you know see over the counter. I guess that's that's so where I see the movie. That's where I draw the line. But yeah, I would recommend this across the board to to anyone. Derek, I would also recommend anybody that has not seen this watch it. The practical effects are so fucking good. Yeah, I do have to call out one thing that we haven't talked about, which is when uh, Arnold finally does actually start dying from the lack of oxygen. And then his like eyes bulging reverses and it turns back into him as an actor. Uh -huh. It was so dope. Yeah. I yeah. don't know how they cut it or whatever, but it, it was cool. Awesome. I agree. Yeah. And it's like what his face 
go back to normal ever again again maybe not realistic but way more important that it looks cool than it's like realistic physics and and stuff so yeah that was awesome so what about you ash oh i definitely recommend it to everyone babies anyone doesn't matter (laughs) anyone can watch it who cares um it was wonderful i really enjoyed it so definitely definitely recommend um so on a scale of one to 90 how 90s is this movie based in the future (laughs) yeah it's interesting we've had movies set in the past like 1855 or 1885 last week Mm -hmm. with back to the future if a movie set in the past you can't really give it any points but a movie set in the future like this one still feels very 90s because of a lot of the things we've described yeah arnold off the charts 90s um i mean 80s as well but he's peaking right now um practical effects yep very early 90s i mean i guess there's we're back to our usual dilemma between like this is this could be a late 80s movie uh, more than like an early 90s movie um they pull it off way better because it was the 90s though yeah well they have the they have a full budget this is like the absolute pinnacle of practical effects um before they would be you know largely replaced miniatures explosions makeup everything they they pull out all the stops um so i want to definitely reward it for that as well um i looked up some of the tropes the action girl trope um between thumbelina and sharon stone um they're both kind of uh pretty they kick some ass well Um, and so does melina the other girl oh yeah and melina of course and melina Um, fighting each other like karate style that was a badass fight yeah it's unfortunate we didn't mention her this whole time now that i think (laughs) about it arnold's kind of like um sort of love interest when he is the hauser secret agent character Mm -hmm. um he had left behind a a woman who worked at the dance club the last resort but she's like an she's also like a rebel fighting back against um against the evil people in charge of mars so they team up and she kicks a bunch of ass um, kind of side by side with him she's awesome um and then basically i looked this up so maybe it existed in literature but the matrix made famous this kind of like do you want to take the blue pill and forget everything you have we've told you or the red pill and they have a red pill scene in this movie um and so like it's it's kind of that felt very 90s to me as well Mm -hmm. because the matrix would would make it even more famous at the end of the decade so i'm gonna say this is up there in the uh like low 80s i guess mid 80s saying 75 but you guys can decide what what are you knocking it down for um just you know it's a futuristic film made in the 90s yeah, I don't know. If we were to bump up Pretty Woman from 81 to like an 83, mm-hmm. then I would put Total Recall at like an 80. We can make it an 80. I mean, yeah, I think it's more 90. I mean, what's so Pretty Woman is an 81 out of 90 and Bird on a Wire. The Mel Gibson Goldie Hawn movie is 79. Is it it's below Pretty Woman, you think? Yeah. But but above uh, bird on a actually, wire. Actually, no, not? it's below bird on a wire. Okay, it's a it's above side out, which is seventy five. Okay, well that kind of narrows it down. Seventy seven. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, it's it's a it's a victim of being said in twenty eighty four, but mm-hmm. in a very nineties way. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> works for me. Um, what's next? So what do we want to include in our new release gift shop? So mm. each week we take something from the movie that we love or whatever and put it in our gift shop to sell. So we have a leather face face mask, um, Mr. Wiggly flag, which I still don't want to sell <laughs> and some other items. They're, they're flying off the, <laughs> the fact that we're selling leather faces face mask still is disturbing. <laughs> I, I hope our it. fans. <laughs> yeah. Buy, buy it while it lasts. Yeah. Because yes. they're, they, they expire. They're made of, of real yeah untreated no. leather flesh and <laughs> okay. there's only lo- so much lotion you could put on the skin yeah, exactly so. the replace it. or buy just buy a dozen um and keep the other ones preserved until it, it wears out Ugh. so 
Um, what it can, how much would it cost us to engineer the hologram devices so you can make a perfectly realistic hologram of yourself that appears across the room? We did not talk about that action scene. It's kind of dumb, but pretty fun. We'll no have to save that for later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, is that too expensive? Should that's we go way with, too expensive. Yeah. Should we I go with something just, you squeeze and the eyes bulge out, like you said? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Something one simple. of those stress balls where, like, yeah. you've got a, a character, like a hard plastic character, and their eyeballs pop out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I was can thinking. That's pretty. Who's going to be able to engineer that, Drew? Oh, anyone. <laughs> <laughs> babies, <laughs> babies. If none of our, we have a whole army of, 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 of guatos. Yeah, like chest babies. Um, so yeah, well, chest you can, babies. You can get Sorry. Derek's face on a stress ball and squeeze it till his eyes bulge out. God knows, I do. Um, <laughs> so yeah, get them all there. Get them all there hot. Oh, so what's next week? Yeah, next week we are going back into the comedy action genre with some pretty heavy-hitting stars. Pew, pew, pew. Summer forecast. Another 48 hours. <laughs> Yay! Uh, yeah! Have a bad day. Eddie Murphy. Nick Nolte. Give me that. Another 48 hours. Nick Nolte, huh? Friday, June Isn't Nick Nolte from uh, The Wire? No. Point break. <laughs> Um, no, I don't Mick, think Mick Nolte is from. Uh, okay. No, you're yeah. thinking of Mickey the, Rourke? A character name. You're thinking of like uh, mm-hmm. a character's name. Yeah. I'm this. We have um, Eddie Murphy back <laughs> after Beverly Hills Cop last year, one of our favorite movies. Yeah. We have his laugh. Um, we have yes. Nick Nolte. Um, and we have this buddy cop mashup. Woo. 48 hours. I, oh, so this is a sequel. I presume the another, <laughs> so oh, okay. we might want to watch the original or not. See, uh, uh, leave it up to y'all. But are y'all excited for another forty-eight hours? I love Eddie Murphy, so yes. <laughs> cool, Derek. What what Ashley said? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Stoked. And you love McNulty. Um, <laughs> if y'all want to hear that episode in every episode to come for the rest of the year, you can subscribe to the podcast by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts. Ashley, take it away. That's a wrap.